Hey ladies, let's get into this you of yours. You do know that your womanhood is a celebrity, right? It's the plug, right? Your energy will put you on. Your womanhood is your Oprah. Be the fame of your life. Let's wife your life. Let's switch this vibe up. Now it makes sense. You can hear me? I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you then. Wait. Okay, I can hear you now. Okay. Okay, so how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So tell the people, wait, let me give them a second to come on. You ain't got birds? Yes, I did. He in from my Oh, he get out early? It's early. Yeah, he get out. I know y'all It's almost four out there. Yeah. I forgot y'all on a different time. I'm like, why is she going to get him so early? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I'll say it's about to be 4 o'clock here. Okay, yeah. All right, y'all. I see y'all on here. Where y'all Where y'all from? I don't see the comments. So go ahead and tell the people who you are, what you do, what's your business. Hey, y'all. My name is Selena Fletcher. I am the owner of Financial Freedom. Uh, I was born in Lake Providence, Louisiana. I am 25 years old. Uh, I am a certified credit repair specialist, but I don't like that. I'm a, I call myself a credit coach and a business coach. Um, I do credit repair, credit building, business credit, um, taxes, anything really financial. Uh, I've been in business for a year and seven months, but I've been doing this for about two years and seven months. Uh, of course, I started because my credit sucks. We didn't have the resources in order to prepare, like, repair credit at a time. So I did DIY credit repair off of YouTube, and then I got I got certified. Um, and I have, I, basically, I started doing YouTube videos, and then I started taking clients. And mm. I live and breathe. <laughs> you just love credit. You just, you can tell, right. like, you really can tell that you love doing credit. You're passionate about it. You always learning new ways and innovative ways to stay abreast of what's going on in the credit industry, how to help your clients. You even give them tips on how to get business grants and stuff like that. Or if you hear about a new business grant, which is important, especially for a coach, because a lot right. of coaches or a lot of people that say they're coaches only coach you to a certain extent. They don't give you any extra resources beyond what you've paid them for, quote unquote. Right. So I like that. I like that. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm so proud of you. We just met like a year ago and it's so much right. fun. Right. <laughs> already been a year some change. Yes. It's so much. It's so much that you have done in that little bit of short period of time in your business, personally, everything. You moved to another state. How was that? Like explain why you moved, how you moved. <laughs> Uh, well, I just had it in my head that I wanted to do something better. God was calling me out here because, I don't know, I feel like God was calling me out here because it's a quiet, it's a quiet, basically, it's a quiet time in my life. Let's say that because I don't have, I don't have, the only friend I have is Tiffany. She's two hours away from me. I don't have any family out here. 
So basically, it's do or die. I have no choice but to succeed because if I don't, then right. I'm going to lose everything. Who's going to help you? Right. Right. So this is do or die out here. I feel like the Lord sent me out here to prepare me for like a, so I can level up and then my next step into life. So right now, I'm just learning the ins and outs. I'm more focused on my business, actually, because I don't have any family or really any friends to like go see or stop me from doing something. So I'm really just... Mm-hmm. Doing my work in Bryson B at school. So while he at school, I'm just doing work, doing what I'm supposed to do. And it makes it, it actually just focuses me more. Like people are normally scared to move out of state when they don't have any family or friends. But I can say it's a big move. Like if you're ready to get focused, when you move out of state and you don't have anyone, you're gonna be completely focused. You definitely gonna be focused. Right. right. Completely focused. Definitely gonna be focused. Yeah. That makes sense. I like that. I I think I well, I only lived out of town not long probably a couple of months and it was hard yeah trust me it's hard i don't have my support system to give me my breaks like i want to <laughs> that's, that's okay <laughs> right right okay well okay so why did you choose atlanta like why did you choose georgia um, to the market i like when i first came out here and i visited Atlanta. I really loved it. Like, I was like, I'm, like, and this was like two years. Before. Actually, I had just saw a status from nine years ago where I was talking about moving to Georgia, but I never did. I was young. I was like, in probably high school. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I, my best friend, one of my best friends came out here in what it was like, 2018, 2017, I was like, I got to move to Georgia. And here I am. Like, everybody, go, don't get me wrong, I love Texas. I might move to Texas next year. But, mm-hmm. um, Honestly, it's been positive ever since. It's positive. 
it's been up from here. So I'm I'm excited for the things that you're going to do. I'm excited for the things that you're doing already. That's why I say I gotta have her on. So for me, I wanted to even for the podcast, I wanted to bring on people that I'm already that's already in my circle. That's all that I've already taught. I've already had these walks of life with that in the same industry as me. Yeah, we do, might do the same things, but we do things differently, right? So I wanted to show people. Um, look at these people who are doing stuff, uh, a resource to you or might be in your budget. If you can't afford someone else that you're looking to work with, they might be somebody that's in your bracket and also give my partners and affiliates exposure to some different people. So my audience is not your audience. Your audience is not my audience. So now we're sharing our audience together on these different platforms that we use on a daily basis, like Instagram, Facebook, even the podcast. And so you've been doing credit. You just started doing taxes last year professionally, right? Right. And, um, so what's your motivation? Um, my motivation is definitely my son. Uh if nobody knows me, they know that my son um is the apple of my eye. Um he came at like I said, a very dark time in my life. I was just diagnosed with depression. I had went through a lot and here goes this little bouncing baby boy. So he basically <laughs> he helped he keeps me motivated because uh, he wasn't asked to be born, he wasn't asked to be brought into this world, so it's only best that I give him the life that he deserves. I brought him here, so it's only best that I give him his life that he deserves. So I keep myself focused, I keep pushing myself to the max because I want to be able to break the generational curse and be able to teach my son about credit because my mom and dad didn't know about credit. They didn't know about real estate. They didn't know about buying land, stock markets. And I, the knowledge that I'm soaking in at the age of 25, I'll be able to instill in him. So when he's actually ready, like 16, 17, even before then, he'll be at, when he gets out of school, he's like, oh, I already know what to do. I already got the credit score. I know my mom mm-hmm. goes to this, the X, Y, Z, and I'm already having business for him. And you know, a lot of people don't know about stuff like this. So that's the right. is to make sure he's secure. Because if I can exactly. make sure he's secure, then I'm good. That's how I feel. Right. I'm good as you, do. you did your job as a parent. Exactly. Right. I mean, cause I mean that's important because a lot of people don't think that way, or they may think that way and never are able to reach those goals that you that they set for themselves or stuff like stuff like that because they're in a situation and they don't they don't see a way out or they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm, I never knew that you battled with depression. Yeah, yep, yep. I, I never knew that. Half my life, and I finally had got diagnosed a couple months before I found out I was pregnant with Bryce. So, mm-hmm. so do you see, dark. like, a therapist? Do you see counseling? Um, when, it was, when I first started off and I first was diagnosed, I had to see um, therapists and counselors. But since I've, um, I think I've been, I normally have a counselor, but since I'm like more independent now, I'm not, I know how to deal with the triggers. Oh, mm-hmm. I know how to make myself feel better. I basically know how to get myself out of it. A lot of people don't know how to come up out of depression. That's why they stay in it. And I'm not saying they're the one to blame. It's, it's, it's hard work, but I know how mm-hmm. to control it. And, I, and if I am, if I do get into it, I know how to bring myself out of it. That way I won't basically put my negative feelings on Bryson and ruin his day or, you know, right. make him get all that stuff. So. It's right, because spirits are transferable. Yeah, and, and and most of the time, kids know. Like even when you're trying to right. hide it, or oh no, I'm not, I'm not having a good day, but you're trying to fake it for them, and they, they know. They're like, okay, mom, I'm not having a good day, or mom, 
I'm not going to buy them the deal or whatever. You know, they know, like, okay, well, I'm going to just chill. I'm going to chill in the background right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> he definitely, he definitely know. He know when to come give me a hood. I will say that. Oh, he's so handsome. He is really a too big. <laughs> Thank you. You're doing a good job, girl. I ain't, I ain't mad at you. Thank you so much. I'm trying. I would have never known that, though. Like, that's important. A lot of people don't even realize that they are depressed. Like, what helped right. you, what made you realize, okay, well, I'm kind of depressed. I need to see somebody. Um, well, I had uh, a big thing that to Louisiana and and I think Wait, I can't hear you. I don't know what happened. Oh, can you hear me now? Wait, can you hear me now? No? I can't hear you. Um, uh, can you hear me now? Now? Let's see. Man, we keep getting all the technical difficulties today. Right. I don't hear nothing. Let me see. Oh, they come back in. Hey, y'all. Appreciate y'all for coming on. Hey, Cassandra. That's my girl. Hey, my love. Um, Selena's gonna come back on in a second. She just went out to come back on, but we just gonna talk about a couple of um money tips that she is money tips, business credit tip, um, some tax tips, all of that stuff. Let me speak. Can I hear you say something? Can you hear me? Yes, ah, there we go. <laughs> all right, go ahead. So you said you noticed, and then what happened? Like, you noticed she was the first house. Uh, well, I was abandoned by my mom at the age of 16. So uh, I oh. had to come to Louisiana. Right. I had to come to Louisiana abruptly in the middle of high school. Uh, and when I got back into high school, I didn't know how to deal with it. I was angry. I was upset. I was just basically wondering why hair started falling out. Everything just went straight, just went straight left. So mm -hmm. my grandma was like, you know, she a praying woman, but she also believed in getting me some help. So she said it was time for, you know, go see a counselor. And uh, I went to see my first counselor. I think I was 16. And she was just like, you you know, you have depression. But I think over the years, I still didn't know how to deal with it. So uh, I eventually was uh, diagnosed with major chronic depression disorder and um, anxiety. I have anxiety problems. Okay. So, yeah, so we went from there, but... That's and well, that's why I tell people don't give up because I didn't have the best life, but here I am right. and I have a son to be thankful for. So I always and tell you people just because you don't have it right now, don't mean you won't have it later in life. So. Right, that's important. I I like your I love your resilience because I would have never known it. Like we always talk you so upbeat, you so happy. Like every time I talk to you, <laughs> and that's I wanted to just talk about that a little bit before we get into our money side and stuff because a lot of people deal with that on a daily basis and nobody talks about it, especially in our community. Like, they don't understand um, even a strong person that's putting up a fight or putting up their face for their facade right now. They're they're dealing with depression or they're dealing with things just as well as you're dealing with things. So handle people with grace. Um, handle people with courtesy. Be kind. You don't know what people are going through. I know they just had, like, a mom not too long ago killed herself and her kids oh, yeah. 
people yeah. dealing with a lot. Life is a lot at this moment, not just because of the pandemic, not just because of COVID, but a lot is going on in people's personal lives and people don't value don't know. people. It's like no humanity. So right. I always right. try to give people experience when they come in, when I encounter with them. So that's important. I, I want to say I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. I'm always Thank here you. for you. I'm always going to be here for you. And anything Thank you need, you. you know, you can call me. You got that already. You Most know, understood. Don't need to be explained. You know that. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> we always have fun. You know, we always have fun when we get together and stuff like that. So, I mean, even when we don't get together, we talk on a daily basis. I mean, not on a daily basis, but we talk enough. You know what I'm saying? Right, enough. Right, right. <laughs> so I just feel like that was important to say. Like, I'm glad you did get that off your chest because a lot of people hold stuff in. I know I, when I was younger, I used to hold a lot of stuff in. And now I'm just to the point where if something bothering me or if something on my mind, I'm saying it. I'm not holding up in there. It's just on you. It weighs on you if you're not saying, okay, that, that bothered me. Oh, I didn't like how you talked to me that way. Uh, I ain't like how they made me feel. If you're not saying nothing about it, people going to continue to do it. Right. Continue trying to try you, walk over you, whatever the case may be. Yep. Let's get into... All right. Thank you for that. Thank you for the personal side. But let's get into some money, some money tips. Uh, Credit. Okay. <laughs> Everybody say money. <laughs> credit. So what are your thoughts about personal credit? Like people that want to do their own credit or try to fix their own credit and then they come to an expert. What would be a reason to come to an expert? Uh, a reason to come is lack of time. Lack of time. People have lack patience. People are dis. People work. You can't hear me again? Hey. <laughs> Every time you start talking. Let me see. Can you hear me now? Mm -mm. I wonder if it's my phone. Before. Gotta leave and come back. Gotta see this so I go live on Instagram, Facebook. It's really aching bad. I'm not on the Wi Fi. Alright, let's see. She'll be back. But um, I wanted to hop on right quick and just let y'all talk to an expert other than myself. Because I like to expose people to different people. And I always like to refer people that's in my network as well. So you'll see a lot more um, people coming on live with me every Tuesday. Me and Selena are late with this one. But normally it's every Tuesday either at noon or 7 p.m. that I go live. I'm back. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> All right. So, what would be a reason for someone to come to an expert for credit? Um, like I was saying, lack of time. Basically, people work Monday through Friday. They have kids. Um, it's just a lot. It's just a lot to try to sit here and be waiting 30, 45 days to wait on response. 
because uh, you have to be consistent with consistent with your rounds. If you're not consistent with credit repair, then you have to constantly keep starting over. It's starting uh, over. Another yep. one. Lack of patience. If you can't wait 30 to 45 days to wait to a response, this ain't for you. And then we have, um, I'm sorry, Bryson, right here in my face. Um, <laughs> what is the last one? Discouragement. People get discouraged after they realize that, what do you want? It's not a microwave. It's not a microwave process. Right. They, they get discouraged. They see that on um, one round, they be like, oh, I didn't. I didn't get nothing removed. They think they're going to get everything removed in one round. And that just going to be the case. Mm-hmm. In one day. And they have to realize that, hey, it took you years to mess up your credit. Or it took you years. Or it took certain situations that messed up your credit. I don't think people intentionally mess up their credit. I think situations arise. And then they have credit issues. Like if you lose your job. If your income changes. If, if your spouse dies. That can mess up your credit. Right. If you get a divorce. If you go bankrupt, it's different factors on everybody. So it's no one size fits all way to fix your credit. So everybody's situation is right. different, just like in taxes. Everybody's tax situation is different. A lot of people come to me and say, oh, well, my sister got this amount. No, my mom got this amount. No, my auntie got this amount. And we both have kids and we both work at the same place. But y'all are not in the same tax situation. Right. You don't know how yeah. much your mom make. You don't know how much your sister make. You don't know how, how many bills they paying. What What is their tax situation? This is two different things, and I feel like credit and taxes kind of go hand in hand. So that's why I like when tax preparers either add credit or credit repair specialists add taxes to their field because you already have all of their information. I'm sure you already know their financial story. So it just makes right. sense to stick with the same person versus having all of these different people with your personal information. That's true. That's completely true. It is. I, I mean, I like when I have clients that come to me for everything versus going to this person. Oh, this person does my credit. I mean, I understand you want to support all the different people, but you still got to realize this is your information. And that could be another reason right. why your credit score or uh, something is not reason up because you have everybody with your information and it could be compromised. You could be having fraud on your name. You don't know if they're using it. You don't know if, you know, like you have to check credentials on people and stuff. And that's why it's good to have one stop, one place stop and shop. Look, you ain't got to go to credit. Everything you money. Taxes. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. All things money. What you need? You need to buy a house. Okay, so I'll send you to a reputable person. What you need? You want to buy a right. house? A reputable person. Like, really talk to your financial advisors because these are the people that's dealing with your money on a daily basis. They're dealing with your information on a daily basis. If you can't call somebody and say, hey, Selena, hey, Drika, I have this going on. Um, Can you check into this for me? Or do you think this is a good idea? Then you need to reevaluate who you're giving your money to. Right. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. So your experience is two years, of course. The motivation is your son. So what about money? You're not motivated by money? Oh, uh, I am, but I really love helping people. That's just me. I love, I'm motivated by money, trust me. I love money. But, uh, <laughs> trust me, I love that's, money. <laughs> that's why I tell people credit repair is a passion of mine because this is something that I love to do. Even before I was making the money, I was making YouTube videos. I mm. love to help people. When people, when I learned about credit, and people found that I was learning about credit. They were, Selena, Selena, I need you. You know, you know about this. I need you to check this out real quick. 
give me one second. I'm like, this is what I used to, this is what I did for this and this, and I would help them get stuff removed. And then that's the thing. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even charge them for it. It wasn't even a business. Right. It was just something just that I like to game. do. Right. right, and it's something that and I just so love just to do. It's my passion. So, tough, um, I love that. So that's just how that's just really that's what motivates me. I just love helping people. Honestly, I think that's just my my God given talent, helping people. It is, it is, and that's good to be trustworthy. So I would say, give me three qualities of a a credit repair specialist, or three qualities of somebody in your industry. Not everybody in my industry is like this. A lot of people have met a couple of folks. Um, but things that you should
I'm trying to see um, what I want the person that I'm paying to see or do for me. I'm doing that for, for my clients. And that's why they right. keep coming back. That's why they bring people. That's why my reputation is good. I had a situation last year when somebody tried to slander my reputation, like, right before tax season. And I never responded, but I had, like, so many people reaching out to me and telling me, hey, did you see this? Did you see that? And I'm like, I saw it. Right. You just don't deserve a response. I mean, my reputation speaks for itself. If you know people carry to your experience with people, it's going to all add up. So if you really messing over people like a lot of people get slandered and stuff like that when they get called scammers and this that and the other and sometimes you get called a scammer just because somebody don't know something right. that they probably never asked you about so like you gotta keep all that in mind and know how to handle situations going forward but my clients was responding for me like i didn't have to do anything it didn't turn me down i didn't right. feel a type no certain type of way about it i handled the situation like a business person should and a lot of people don't even know how to do that. I feel like that should be a separate class. People don't talk about, okay, how do you handle... Everybody's not going to be a satisfied customer. So how do you handle That's people true. that are not a satisfied client? Like, what would you do? How is It's more than just saying, oh, I'm sorry. That might have worked in corporate, but that's not going to work when it's you. When they feel like, I know, I know Selena. I'm coming at Selena. Selena always on Facebook talking this good game and I went to her and I paid her and I didn't have a good experience. How would you handle that? Like, what would you do to combat that? If somebody got on Facebook and slander my name, I like to say, oh, my lawyer be on, I'll have my lawyer on speed down the next three Ooh. seconds. We not, I, I'm, I'm not even finna go back because the fact is, if once you acknowledge something on Facebook, then that's when all the eyes come about. And I actually made a mistake like that early on in business where a girl was trying to leave a bad review, but it wasn't my fault. And my bishop, mm-hmm. like he said, he was like, you can't satisfy everybody, Selena. So she left a bad review. It, it is what it is. Just pray about it and move on. So move I was on. just, I had, I actually was calling a lawyer. And I was just like, but as soon as I was calling a lawyer, the, I guess God moved fast because she deleted the comments, <laughs> she blocked me and everything went back to normal. Like it never even happened. But I mm-hmm. do regret the way I responded to it. So honestly, if somebody was to do it now, I wouldn't even respond to it. I have my lawyer on speed down because like, look, I mean, unless I stay here, now if it's on my part and I know I messed up, then I, by all means, I apologize, I refund you, I mm-hmm. do what it takes to make you feel comfortable and, mm-hmm. you know, just comfortable with my services. But if it's not on my part and you just out here just wild, then, then I'm sorry. You would be Because there's no way. This is, what's going, this is the situation. This is the file. This is what... Yeah, right. That's how you handle it. I love that you said that because a lot of people don't even have lawyers. They don't even know how to keep a lawyer on a retainer for certain situations that may arise. It's not just about clients not liking what you do. You can have employees that don't like how you run your business. Right. And then they, they came in, they know all your systems and processes, and they might try to go start their own company. You know what I'm saying? You need a lawyer for that type of stuff as well. So that was very... Come on, Selena, you better. That was very important. That was a good answer, though. That was a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Thank I can't... You, I thought I'm thinking a little bit better now. <laughs> that was trying to update my process. Yeah, because you you have to. You gotta protect your assets. You gotta protect your brand. And also that that speaks to your character. Like you have to take yourself out of a business. Like 
you disrespecting my business. This is my bread and butter. This is my This is my baby. This is my baby, look. Don't play with that. That's off limits. I don't let you play with my time, Lord. I don't have no understanding. <laughs> Cause it takes it, it takes way longer for us to build up. And it oh, takes yeah. a split second for it to be taken away. Then just a Facebook post. This is ruined. Just a Facebook post. Yep. Lord. And then people people look at how you respond. Even though sometimes negative connotations bring more clients to you. Just because now people are like, oh, I want to see. Or you have that daredevil person to say, oh, let me see if she treats me like this. Or let me see if she handled me like this. And then they don't get that right. experience. You gain clients from... From that client trying to slander you or defame your name, but in all in all actuality, how you handle it is gonna bring you further than just trying to respond back and trying to please somebody that's already in their mind saying you didn't handle your business or you didn't do the job that I paid you to do. Right, that's absolutely right. That's good. That was a good one. What else we need to talk about right quick? All right, business credit. Give me three ways that I can build business credit right now today? Three ways. First of all, if you have an LLC, stop letting your LLC gather this. I tell everybody this. The more <laughs> you sit here and let this L, people get on Facebook, make that, oh, I got my LLC, I'm solid, and don't do nothing with the LLC for the rest of the year. Or, so, or the EIN. People think, oh, I got an EIN number, I got my Instagram page, I got a business. No, you don't. And that's it. <laughs> don't even think about they only think about it's the inventory they don't, or the service. They don't ever think about well, what what else could I do? And I'm not gonna lie, I was like that too until I found out my business credit. Because at first I was just dabbling in it, I didn't really know too much. But I was like, so I started taking mm-hmm. it serious around December. And I'm gonna tell you, the first thing you need to do is to go ahead and get your DUS number. Your DUS number as a personal identifier, just like your social security number. Write this so down, you go, y'all. Write this down. If you go, if you go get a business grant, business loan, they gonna want to know your DUS number. Um, the second step is to get net 30. A net 30 account is a 30 day term. Basically, you buy something and in 30 days you pay it off like a credit card. You, you purchase something mm-hmm. on a 30 day, on a payday. I mean, on the uh, day that's due, you pay, pay whatever you have to pay. So, um, the three accounts that you should so you have, get an invoice, right? Because some people might think that the, th- the net 30 accounts come with a credit card or it's attached to a credit card. Oh, so no, 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 no. It's just, just an invoice. Just an in- don't, it's don't, don't think you're going to get a credit card. Keep that so. in mind, y'all. When you apply for a net 30 account, it's just a line of credit, basically, with that particular vendor. So, the three no. types are the, the three main types or the three starter types are Uline, uh, Quill, and Granger. Uline, mm-hmm. you can get janitorial supplies, you get office supplies, you get, like, cleaning supplies. Quill, you get a lot with Quill. You can get office supplies, you can get frozen food, you can get regular food, you can get mm-hmm. candy, snacks. If you have a vending machine, Quill is for you. Like, mm-hmm. Quill, you have, you can get, I used to get the big old box of like 40, 50 bags of chips in it just for mm-hmm. rice and it lasts a month and a half. So, um, you can use that for vending machine businesses, janitorial businesses can use um, Uline. If you're a truck driver, you can use Granger. It's more like industrial type, but you know, they have safety harnesses and all that good stuff, same as you find though. Um, and mm-hmm. third thing, you have to be persistent. Most people, they'll get an order, they'll pay for the order in 30 days, and then that's it. No, that's not how you're going to build business credit. You have to cons- consistently be doing what you need to do. So, say today, just like credit. Right. So say today is the twenty eighth, um, and you pay your you pay off what's due. 
Okay, that same the same minute, the same hour, you need to be playing pay, place another order. So you pay it off on the twenty eighth, you're gonna place another on up order on the twenty eighth. You have to be consistent because if you're not consistent, mm -hmm. you're not gonna get the business credit and then it's not gonna show your payday score. It takes a while for it to generate for businesses at least like three, four months. Right. Right. So if you're not consistent, it's gonna close out and it's gonna act like it never happened. You were just basically paying something. So yeah. Be consistent. So for mine, that's pretty much it. For for my business credit program, I make them sign up for six months. So do you do something similar to that, or is it not a time frame? Uh, I do, I do I do six months as well, five to six months. Um, normally six months. Uh, I like normally stop work once they have a paydex score. But some of my mm -hmm. clients, um, they like to go further, like when they're um getting cars and corporate leases and all that good stuff. But I try to stick around mm -hmm. with it. But normally it's six months because I don't be sure. I try to, like I say, in and I tell my clients in and out, in and out. Yep. I know you think we gonna be here forever, but I'm here to get you <laughs> in and out. Right, I'm in gonna give you the resources so you can go on your own. You can come over here. Right, right. You're not gonna be here with me. Walking. Right, my one of my clients from here you should be walking. Right, one of my clients she's like she's been with somebody doing credit repair for two doing her credit for two years. I said, baby, I try to get you in. And now, <laughs> and, and now you're not going to be with me for no two years. And two years? Now, I said the same thing. Doing? She said she had minimum debt. I was like, God, two years a lot. So That's a long time. Like, was she not working on it? But okay, that's not, I don't know. That's not here nor there. Right. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happened, but Lord. I was like, two years, baby. And two years, you could have been this yourself. So Okay. That's how much. That's how long it would take somebody that does not have knowledge. Two years. Right. So I, I didn't have like, I didn't have any knowledge when I started fixing my credit, and then my score had went all the way down to like four eighty nine. And it wasn't my, like look, well, my, my was lower than that. My when I first started, I was at a four thirty six or four thirty nine, I think. And I got in like uh five to six months, I got it up to the six hundred on my own, and that was just off YouTube videos. Right. And I got mine up to like seven something, and then from now I was like, okay. Let me work on my husband's stuff. Worked on right, his stuff. Right. Got his stuff up. <laughs> then I tried to I I was reaching out to everybody. You need something done on your credit. Let me right. really work on your credit. Like I did at least probably 10, 20 people before I even started getting paid. Like I really wanted to make sure that I knew what I was doing. So I just offered like free services at first and I was like, Let me work on your credit. You don't have to pay me nothing. Just pay for your monitoring service, stuff like that. And that was it and i i went on i used the software and it was so much easier than trying to keep up with an actual report like some people do it off credit karma um looking you know just manually doing stuff right. I thought about that software i was like right what nah, i'll be like i tried i tried <laughs> to do it one time with an excel worksheet i was like no mm -hmm. i like software better because ain't no way <laughs> It was too much trying to do it manually and, and not keeping up with whatever was going on or what I sent out, what round I'm on, what law am right. I supposed to be putting in right now, or what, what do I need to pay? What I'm supposed to send out here next. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah, most definitely. All right. That was good. I'm trying to see what else we could. What else we could give the people right quick because we, we ain't giving them everything. Now they got to come see us. For right, stuff. right. <laughs> Oh, all right, we did business credit, we did personal credit. What's a good personal credit mix? Because a lot of people don't understand their personal credit. So, for instance, if I say, Selena, I'm coming to you 
I've been doing good with my credit. I'm at a 600. I don't know what else. If I've been stuck at this 600 for three months, I pay my bill. I do this. I do that. What What would be your advice to someone that's in that situation? So I always like people can always be like, I don't even when people tell me they got credit cards, I look right past because I didn't know I didn't dig deep for. I need to see what your utilization is in. Are you paying this on time? I need to make sure that you're 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 like waiting before you use your cards. I need to make sure what's going on. Because and then people only have one credit card. They like I can slip I got this one good old credit card. Maybe that one good credit card ain't enough. Cause you need at least five different things on your credit card altogether. So if I was taking a deeper look, I would try to see the utilization. Um, a lot of people say 30, but I try to, if you can do 30, that's fine. That's cool. That's no problem. But I try to always give my clients to at least, if you can do 10, that's good to me. So, um, I always try to get that because I know I had a client. She was like, Selena, I'm paying it on time. Hugs was like, you know, 50 some percent. I was like, uh-uh. That ain't the that's why. Right. Mm -hmm. It ain't, you paying on time, but your utilization. Like, you always want to keep your utilization at like the bare minimum or the minimum at least. So um, that's one thing. Another thing is to always have a mix. You got a credit card, go get you another one. If you can handle it. If you can handle it now. Don't, don't mm -hmm. go out here and go with it. So if you can handle a, a card or two, that's good. Get you a self, uh, one of those little installment loans from self. That'll work. Mm -hmm. You can go get yourself a credit builder loan. You can go to your state. If you have a, a credit union bank, you can go to them and you take out a little um, credit builder loan. I know I had, when I first started, I had one at Stantrick. It was like $80 a month. Mm -hmm. So you can do and then like it's different get your money back, right? So uh, it's different options, different ways to go. Go get you a little loan if you want to get you a loan. I mean, it's just different ways. Just don't have a credit card or two credit cards or all credit cards. I mean, because credit cards are fine, but they still want to see a credit profile is a mixture of things. They want to mm -hmm. see you handling different items. So right. So for instance, let's say I have credit cards, I have a credit mix, but. I don't use my credit cards. So what would happen, like what would happen? Would I be stagnant because of that? Because I have all these credit cards, I got all these limits, but I don't want to use them. I'm scared to use them because I I'm not sure if I'm disciplined enough to pay it back. Well, they say you can take a girl about the hood, but you can't take the hood about a hood. Scared money don't make no money. Okay? Scared money don't make no money. Don't tell me you got a credit card, you're scared. Like, if you're scared to use it or you think you're gonna abuse the credit the credit limit that you have, put something small on there like your Apple Music or your that'll definitely keep you point. way under whatever your limit is, especially if you have a small limit like 300, maybe 500. But if you have 10,000, 20,000. I don't know. Maybe, maybe don't, 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 don't mess it up. Don't abuse it. Cause I mean, you never know. Like life really happens, especially if you work in a job, you don't have control over that. So at any given moment, that job could be out the window. Then you can't afford nothing. So now you're maxing out credit cards or you're not you're right. using your emergency fund or you're using certain things that you might've had on the side for a rainy day. But once the rainy day comes, then what? You gotta right. use it. Right. Definitely. Most, look, most you don't definitely. Wait until you desperate. I tell people all the time, too, like, you don't want to wait until you desperate because guess what? Just as desperate as you are, they see it. They're going to look at your bank right. account. They're going to look at your credit score and they're going to say, I'm not giving you no money because you're desperate. Your car is messed right. out. You, 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 you have red, It's a red flag. What that little mean? Right. They have a red flag. <laughs> a red flag. <laughs> That's how they looking at you. 
hey, it's really true. That's how they're looking at you. Like, okay, it's a red flag. I'm not giving you more money because you can't handle the money that you already have. So credit right. is basically a paper trail game. So if you know how to use right. it properly, they're going to give you money. They're going to offer you money. You're right. going to get pre-approved offers in the mail if you don't have your credit locked. But, I mean, you're going to receive all kind of emails of, oh, apply for this, especially around the holidays, especially around tax time. Definitely around the holidays, boy. They're going to offer you everything, especially when you're going into these stores. They're going to be like, you want to apply for credit, save 25%. Yeah, but the interest rate 25%. So you right, got to pay attention. You just have to pay attention and really read everything. That's, is it worth it? Like, do I need this credit card? And what about closing credit cards? Like, is that is that good? Is that not, not okay? We don't close credit cards. I don't care if you start from the bottom and you only had two hundred dollars, and two years later down the line you get approved for a twenty-five thousand dollar Navy Federal card. Don't you close that little two hundred dollar card out because that's the length of your credit history and that plays fifteen percent of your FICO score. So now mm -hmm. you just ahead and close this card out. Now your credit's going definitely take a dive because you don't have that credit history anymore. They go off right. of what the oldest account on your credit your credit profile is. So that two hundred dollar card you first start with, okay, you don't use. It. Like he said, have a reoccurring subscription on there, and maybe mm -hmm. you just pay it off, and you, you just put the card up. But you yep. never want to close it out. Never want right. to close it out because that's your link. That's that's your credit history right there. So all right, before before we go, let's touch on this authorized users. What do you think about authorized users? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think authorized users users should only be kids or should it be a spouse or what do you think about that like co-signers and authorized users okay well authorized users can be anybody they can be your kids your spouse whoever if you know that you're making monthly on-time monthly payments then by all means you can add an authorized user and user in order to like help your credit score hold on wait wait i'm hearing myself twice stop all right <laughs> So yeah, you can add your kids. I try to tell people to add their kids around when they're 16, 17, or 18. Well, not mm -hmm. 17 because people can start early, but you always make them susceptible to uh, identity theft if they are added too young. So I mean, it's up to you, it's up to your description, that's your children. But I plan on adding my kids like when you're 16 because I mean, three years is enough to feel. Uh, three years is enough. It's way enough because my credit card would be ancient by then. That payment history, that right. payment history that I have. It'll go over to him once he turns up age. Right. So, so um, the negative side to that would be if you miss payments, right? It will go on him <laughs> as well, right? So what right. if I add him on and then I miss payments and then I take him off? Does that still negatively affect him? Yeah, because those I mean those missed payments are still gonna count. It's still gonna be on his profile. So what you are gonna have to do is send you off a, a nice little um uh, what they call late payment removal letter, so you can get those late payments removed. Because <laughs> I had one on one of my cards because I forgot what I think I just missed it by a couple. I think I don't even know what what happened. So I had to do a late payment thing to get it removed to put my card back because I don't want to sit here and have ninety seven percent payments. I want to have one hundred percent of all time payments. Mm -hmm. So if you happen to miss a payment and then think it's gonna it's gonna negatively affect him, it's gonna it's gonna make his credit score drop even though you take him out afterwards. It's still gonna make his credit score drop because whatever you do is a reflection of him. Well, whatever I do mm -hmm. is a reflection of him. So the, the best thing to do is try, try to always remember when it's time to make your payments. Have it on auto pay if you can. 
Because if you have your child's authorized user and you miss that one payment, then one payment is going to fix them in the long run or whoever right. is on the call. I tell people to have a bill account. So I have a bill account and I have a leisure account. Or either use the envelope method, especially when you oh, yeah. know you have a little bit of debt or you're trying to get out of debt or you're trying to save or you're trying to budget for a certain thing. Use the envelope method. If you're in a lot of debt, use the snowball method, which means like list out all your debts and um, take it, take the lowest one and knock that one out first and just focus on each debt versus paying buku different minimum payments on all these different right. debts that you have. Let me focus on this $1,000 one. I can knock that out fast and then I could go to the $3,000 debt that I have and then I can go to the $5,000 debt and just tackle it that way. Versus trying to pay twenty five dollars on on a thousand, and then next month the interest is gonna come back up, and that twenty five dollars that you're saying is just right. being recycled. It's not even putting a damper in that thousand dollars at all. And then another way is when you get your tax refund, just pay some debts out. Like don't go out here and buy Easter outfits and buy Mardi Gras outfits. A brand new lemon.
because of those reasons. So yeah, last year I wrote my first two books and they sell out every time I get more in stock. They always sell out because I have it on Amazon. I got it at Barnes and Noble, and I have it on my website. I got my two copies. I definitely want you to come directly to me. Right. I mean, if you can find it on another source, then you can buy it definitely still on your page. But um, I did write those two books just on the premise of, okay, I know all the steps, but people don't know all the steps. Or people might want to get into a certain industry or want to get into certain stuff like fixing their own credit, but nobody's ever showed them. And so right. I just felt like, let me document my steps in a book. And I, I like writing anyway, so I have a whole bunch. I got notebooks right here, girl. I got a whole bunch of notebooks, journals, planners, all of that. So I just felt like it was time to write a book about taxes. Because when I got in the tax industry, I was winging it. I ain't going to lie. I was, I was fresh out of college. I'm like, okay, I know how to do taxes. I know numbers. That's all I knew. I wasn't tax savvy. I didn't know anything about like the back end of the tax industry i didn't know anything about tax software i didn't know anything about taxes at all i just knew i know how to do profit and loss statements i know how to do balance sheets i knew like real accounting because that's what i went to school right and from that i always was good with numbers so if you tell me oh i made a hundred thousand dollars this year and how can i do this how can i started researching on my own i was reading the irs website like it was a good novel okay Look, I know that's right. <laughs> so I was on there all the time, and then I started getting around more people that was in the industry. And then I worked at a tax firm, and then I started um doing it from home. My, my first year, I probably had like six clients, and that was it. From there, I never stopped. I did my six clients that year. Then I was like, all right, next year, I need to do this. I need to start emailing those six clients that I'm doing taxes again next year. I did that. I sent out text messages. I had my little client data forms and all of that, and they sent it back to me. And I was already virtual before virtual became a thing. So it was easy for me, especially fast forward, to transition into having a virtual office or either having an actual physical office. Six years later, I got into my own office location, and then I purchased my own tech software. And then I started hiring people because it was just me for six years. I just like you, I was in my house doing my thing. I had my little home office. I had my little nine to five. So this wasn't even my major business. This wasn't, I was still doing it part time. So I tell people all the time, you can do taxes part time or you can do it full time. It's all on you. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. If you putting your job first or you working nine to five and you not giving your, your business that time, at least two, three hours a day after you get off work, yeah, I know you're tired. Yeah, I know you have a family. Yeah, I know you have kids. But guess what? you never going to get out of that nine to five space if you don't put in the time or the work for the five to nine. And people don't understand that. They don't They do not understand it, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I think people get discouraged so easily because they're looking for that microwave blessing or that microwave
I enjoy getting a, a feedback of somebody saying, I bought my house because of you. I bought my car because of you. My credit is a 700 and I'm still uh, coming back months later and saying, my credit is still up or sending me screenshots later on when they're not even in my program no more and saying, my, I'm still um, keeping my credit up. Thank you so much. Like, just thank you for educating me. Thank you for me coming through your class or whatever the case may be. I get satisfaction off of that. Not going to the club yeah. every night, every other night. Well, that's not my satisfaction. I'm 33. Like, I'm trying to do something different with my life. I get satisfaction on traveling. So if I could travel and Can't I have my life, I would meet. I'm in Dubai. You like, my credit score just went up. Oh, all right. Thank you. Call the office. That's what my satisfaction <laughs> is. I'm free. Like, I don't have to sit up here and do certain stuff no more because I put in the time already. Like I put in those six years, I put in those long nights, I put in those. So now I'm I'm at the stage where I'm trying to automate some things. And I, I respect the people that respect the growth of my business. Cause a lot of people were so tied to me like this, like, oh no, Drika, Drika, Drika. And they wasn't even knowing Carter Capital or Carter and Associates. They wasn't really paying attention to the name that I was building. And they have a lot of people on the flip side that know, oh, I go to Carter Capital besides Drieger. Like, they take me away from it and really realize that's my business. That's not me. I still have to have a life, too. Right. That part. There we go. You gotta, we gotta go. have, you gotta find that value. You gotta mm-hmm. find that um, common ground. You gotta balance it. You gotta balance, you gotta balance it balance. and let them know, right. listen, I'm a human like you a human. I need sleep like you need sleep. Don't call me at 6 a.m. I'm open from 9 to 8. Right. There we That's go. the time that I can talk. And set those boundaries because people don't get that either. Oh, yeah. People don't. They don't. You. That's why you definitely got to set those boundaries. Let them know ahead of time. I had a big problem with getting people to understand our boundaries because I always, you know, I, I always answer the phone. I'm one of those people that right. always Look, answer the me. phone. <laughs> so okay. when I stop I answering, that's at the boundary. When I stop answering the phone right. and I say, oh, this is the 1-800 number. Oh, this is the person you contact for that. I have a whole, I have departments in my business. It's not just me anymore. So respect my employees, respect my partners, and know that anything that I tell them to do or anything that we worked on together, they, they know the same information I know. They can handle the situation right. the same way I will handle it. I have processes and procedures in black and white already. If they don't know, they right. about to go figure it out and look in that book or they about they to call. Find they, out. Can call they can call me right quick and say, hey, Drew, I have a client in such and such situation going on. How you want me to handle this? Or they could call me on the flip side and say, hey, I handled this like this. I just wanted to let you know. That's just that. I mean, you got to put that in, in order. A lot of times we start off in business as a hobby and then we try right. to figure out the business as we go. But if you sit up here and plan everything out beforehand, don't spend years planning stuff. Now, don't get stagnant in your plans because that's a lot of right. stuff, a lot of things that people get to or do too um, when they're trying to go on this entrepreneurship journey. They're like, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be my own boss. I don't want nobody to tell me nothing. But guess what? You don't know everything when you start in business. You still have to continue to learn. You have to continue to invest. You have to continue to grow as a business owner. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in that same place. Cause stuff changes everything. Right. Everything is going digital. Conferences are going digital. Businesses are going digital. People can work from home and make millions and billions of dollars of what? A cell phone and a laptop. Right. You don't have to get dressed in one of the building. You don't have to drive and use your gas. You should be making the most money right now if you're working from home. 
And on top of that, I'm a woman. My name is my name. My story is my story. My path is my path. My journey is my journey. I release the social conditional need to compare myself to anyone, to a celebrity, and to other women. Because I am me on my own unique path, discovering more of my bomb, dope, flawed, beautiful self. I get to witness all that makes me, me. I get to witness all that makes me, me. I am enough to love, to thrive, to own, to flourish, to fall, to choose, to just be me. I am okay with that. I want to do more of that unapologetic being because I am enough. And I have my own greatness and extraordinary gifts. I am not the next Oprah. I am not the next anyone. I am now me. My highest self is the celebrity, is the fame of my life. She will put me on by vibrating high. She will put me on by vibrating high. Now imagine who you are, ladies. Who are you now? What is this image? Visualize who she is. What are you being, doing, feeling, wearing? What are the colors? Who's in the room with you? Who lives with you? What numbers are in your life? How much money is flowing in your bank account? What sacrifices are you making? How does your mindset feel? What are you celebrating? What are you achieving? Visualize, imagine that, feel it. 
Now say this with me. The me that I see is all I need to be. As I continue this discovery of the enough me, people are looking for me and what I am and what I do. My womanhood is my Oprah. My healing is my Oprah. My creativity is my Oprah. I am not Oprah, I am me. And that's exactly who Oprah wants me to be. Just me. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just me. Just me. Just me. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Please share this podcast. Please favorite it. Let your friends know what we're doing, the woman empowerment, the financial literacy, and bringing on other experts in the industry. Keep on tuning in to Kama Convos. Thank y'all.